Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Box, a natural light, lifestyle, outside box, and mode of photographer, and mom of two sweet girls, based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. Hindsight. It's one of my favorite things in the world because it's what makes sense of the past. I love working backwards through my life to figure out the whys of how I got here. Seeing all the clues that were telling me what paths to take and finding meaning and purpose for the hard things I felt had no meaning at the time because every moment did and does have purpose. Hello, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am Melissa Ortendahl here with Megan Boggs, and this is Hello Storyteller Podcasts. And we are so excited to be talking with Robin Chuby today. So welcome, Robin. Thank you very much. We're so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. So we have, um, you know, just a couple of questions for you today that we're hoping to will help us get to know you a little bit better. And if you haven't already, you should absolutely check Robin out on Instagram at Life of Glow is her Instagram handle. Be prepared to be blown away by her amazing work. Well, thank you. So I guess to start off with, we would like to know, why do you create? Well, I create, I would say just... I've just always really been an artist. So since I was a little girl, it's been painting, piano, drawing, sewing, cooking, you name it. I like to get, um, I like to get creative and I like to make things. And photography is just one way that I find is really, um, almost, it's almost instant. Like you can, versus a painting, which you have to do a lot of planning to do. Um, and I really enjoyed doing for a long time time of my life but it's a it's a long process and there's a lot of um, details and layers and equipment and supplies and with uh, a camera you can go out and just make something beautiful come to life uh, that you can bring back and show to people so I feel like that's my big why is just I love to make something and photography is a way to do that anytime anywhere and would you say that's kind of your your go-to outlet in terms of creative expression or is there something else that depend on your mood like how does that work for you I really like that photography um, involves my children. So if you go to my feed, it's all my kids. Uh, I do do client work, a ton of client work as well. But I really love that instead of um, kind of being feeling like it's hands off to the children. So when I had them and I was sewing, it was 
you know, leave, leave mommy, stay away from mommy. I'm busy. I'm doing this. And, and it wasn't something that they could kind of get their hands into with me. I found, um, even with piano, it's hard to play because they want to play right with you. But with photography, it was something that I could participate in any time of the day with my kids and that they really enjoyed and that they could feel a part of as well. So it was a really beautiful thing to be able to be an artist and, include them. So when you're looking at either your own work or when you are looking at um, other artists' work, what moves you? What elicits an emotional reaction for you? Um, Probably color before anything else. So I am a color addict. I love things (laughs) to be bright and vibrant. Um, I really feel like... um, Ever since I had my first apartment, I moved into and all the walls were white and I went, oh my God, I cannot live like this. <laughs> I knew uh, I was just driven, like really affected and, and driven by um, beautiful things that were beautiful colors. So, um, so yeah, when I see, uh, you know, a, a gorgeous sky or like a deep blue sea or um, a bright red coat, anything like that, when I'm scrolling through Instagram, things that um, really pop out at me are usually um really color contrasty images. And is that something that you are kind of, that you include in your, in your own work in terms of use of color? And is that for you kind of part of the story that you're telling in your images? Absolutely. And I think, again, that really goes back to um, painting as I really, um, I, I really enjoy color theory. I really like to, um, even before I'm going out to shoot somewhere, if I know that I'm going to be going somewhere that has a, a really beautiful blue water, I'm probably going to put my kids in something that's yellow. Or uh, if I know I'm going into the woods, I'm probably going to have them in something that's red. It's just, I really like to use complementary colors to, um, to help tell my story and to help bring out my subject and to give that... Um, even to something that's moody, as I live in the PNW, and it's kind of moody there a lot. So um, to bring more of a, a fun feeling or, um, a, you know, something joyous to it, it's nice to have that burst of color. Um, and other times I'll I'll completely go against that and, and have everything very... Um, you know, monochromatic and, or have, you know, greens and blues and, and that would be it to kind of give a more subdued, um, vibe. But yeah, I definitely use color to tell my story a lot of the time. And I really enjoy styling before a shoot too. So Mm. to sit and think out kind of what my, what I'm do what I'm going to have my kids wearing and then kind of decide where I'm going to have them going or vice versa. It kind of always goes together. Of course I shoot on just for the sake of shooting and sometimes they're (laughs) in there, nothing, (laughs) you know, in a bathing suit or whatever whatever. But if I have time to actually sit and plan, then absolutely the, you know, thinking about the color to tell my story is a huge part of it for me. What would you say is your biggest inspiration when creating what, you know, when you're, and especially since you do do some pre-planning, um, in your work, especially with your kids. Um, I don't know if it's the same with your clients too, if you help them with styling, but yes. What do you want to elicit most from the people that are viewing your images? What do you want them to feel? Um, I think I like, I really like to have kind of a vintage retro vibe. I like that feeling of, um, nostalgia, maybe a little bit to have that feeling of nostalgia in my images. I like to use a lot of textures to, in the clothing. So I guess maybe, yeah, clothing would probably be a, a big inspiration. I really love to shop. So I find that uh, getting a whole bunch of um, items together that, you know, I feel look really cool and maybe have a vintage vibe and are really fun, then I can kind of take those elements and, and go into maybe somewhere like uh, into the forest or into onto a beach and maybe have things that are kind of have a juxtaposition 
that don't necessarily always match with one another. You know, having um, having Lila in a dress uh, and, you know, fur and stuff and taking her out in a snowstorm and having her go in a puddle. Like, I kind of, I like doing those kinds of fun things. I feel like it um, gives just a, a, a feel of whimsy and, and maybe, like, childhood fun. Even with my clients, too, I'll often encourage them to wear, I mean, lots of times they want to wear what they want to wear and, of course, comfort before anything else. And I'll even often design a session around what they're, going to be wearing in their own kind of vibe to express what they want to do. But when I'm expressing just myself, I really like to have that kind of hipster vintage vibe thing happening and go from there. So Robin, since you do do a lot of styling, where do you, where do you purchase a lot of your um, ensembles? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I love shopping online because I don't have to go out with my kids then. So I really, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Zara's really great. Uh, Old Navy's great for certain pieces. Uh, the Gap, I shop a lot on AliExpress because um, it's inexpensive and you can get a lot of um, basic pieces. And I that's what I think that I like to work with the most is maybe more uh, working more with textures and more with solids than I do with, you know, more like trendy clothes that have any kind of prints on them. So I might get like a fur vest and, uh, a, you know, a, a waffle shirt in a solid and throw, you know, a jacket over top of that and put the vest over top of that and kind of layer things all together. So I find that just getting a, a whole bunch of um, solids and uh, that kind of coordinate with one another is often a really cool way to make uh, an outfit look really put together and maybe a little a bit more of expensive feel without actually having to spend a ton of money which is good because you don't want to be just spending tons of money just to photograph a couple of things but it's fun to have lots of different pieces you can mix and match together and then uh, and go from there now do you have like a, a client closet that you provide access to your clients uh, i do i i've done quite a few collaborations with um a few different clothing boutiques and they've given me some great pieces that really go along with my feed and go along with my style. Um, so I have a few different sizes and as I buy things for my children um, and incorporate all of those different things together, when I'm done using them or done photographing them and I know maybe I'm not going to use them again, I just put them down into my studio. So I've been doing that with both um, both my kids' clothes and kind of um, making a little stockpile of all of my favorite basics so that if... Um, if my clients don't want to purchase their own or maybe they just saw something they really liked and they just want to work around it, then for sure they're more than welcome to use anything that's down there. Now, I know you mentioned you have a studio. So do you do more studio work with your clients or do you also do outdoor adventures? All through the summer months, I do outdoor adventures and then more through the winter months and with babies that are um, one-year-old and under, I do a lot of studio work because it's um, it's, it's unpredictable. The weather's unpredictable from, you know, October to May ish. Um, so I like to have the studio as a backup, especially if I'm doing, um, you know, birthdays, that kind of thing where the parents are going to want to have photos done no matter what. So sometimes I'll have an outdoor session booked and then we end up being in studio, which is fine. Um, other times it's uh, cake smash. I do a lot of cake smash, um, sessions. So, uh, I'll do those. All of those will be in studio. And then also all my Christmas sessions, which, again, it's just impossible to try and plan, you know, I, this year, this past year, I did um, a ton of sessions. Like, I think I did uh, 75 Christmas sessions over three oh weekends. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh so you got, it would be a nightmare to try and reschedule. So the only way to do that would be to do it indoors. And then even then, my studio is very... Um, 
it's got that same kind of retro vibe. So my editing process is still the same. It still has the same kind of color toning. I still encourage my clients to wear um, vibrant colors in my studio and, um, and so that my work still looks consistent. So even when I'm working in studio, I still have the same kind of color, vision, um, and editing process so that it kind of all still matches. Okay. Now, which, would you, which do you like better, outdoor or studio? I love outdoor photography. Of course, you can't beat the great outdoors. Um, for composites, which I also really enjoy doing, I actually prefer to piece together um, all sorts of different elements and then shoot my subject in the studio. So if you see any uh, composites with um, my kids or with anyone, it's chances are good I went and shot a ton of elements outside um, and then worked with Adobe Stock and pieced it all together and then shot the... Um, after I have my background all together, then I'll shoot my subject and put them in. Because this way I can control the lighting and I can match the lighting to whatever it is I've created. And I have a chance to work with them somewhere where they're not going to be distracted. And I can really um, get a really nice, clean, crisp picture to work with. That's great. Now, how long does that take you to do composites? I mean, from the beginning of, you know, planning everything to actually having a completed that image. It really depends on how complex I'm trying to uh, to make the image be but I would say on average like between 10 and 20 hours oh my gosh that's a lot of work for one image but that's like you have to find all the pieces that takes sometimes forever like if you're all of you know trying to I did an Alice in Wonderland composite and I wanted to find... Yeah, that's the one that stands out. Yeah, like I wanted to find the perfect caterpillar, right? I didn't go looking on the ground for caterpillars. (laughs) I had to search search the stock. I had to find the perfect caterpillar that was lit, like photographed in the perfect way because it had to be perfectly lit and it couldn't have any parts cut off and I wanted it to be the right colors and facing the right direction with the same perspective because I have to shoot my subject in the same perspective as what it's shot. So if it's shot from above, it's like impossible because I can't shoot my subject from above and have the right, you know, have the right perspective on them to, to, for it to look well. So it's, it takes a long time. So sometimes a large part of creating a composite is just looking through stock. It's like shopping. Yeah. <laughs> you're looking for that well, hey it's a it perfect is. fit That's maybe why i like it so much i'm like i'm like shopping for stock right now i'm gonna find it all <laughs> put it together so i'm interested to know since you do um you know you work in kind of these connected but kind of different genres of photography um what would you say did you have like a breakthrough moment or when you felt like you found your voice and and how did you get there i honestly feel like i When I really found my voice was about two years ago when I moved um, to the house that I'm in now. I have been, I I think everybody goes through this when when you're starting your, or maybe not everybody, but I think most, where you just are looking at all sorts of different things that you love. You know, you look at one artist and you're like, I want to edit like them. And so you kind of spend time because you love the way their stuff looks. So you spend time learning how to edit like them. And then you find another artist and you're like, but no, I like that too. So then you start learning how to do it like them. And then your, your style is kind of inconsistent because you're constantly kind of um, emulating something else that you've seen that you really like. And I feel like it was about two years ago where I had probably started trying to emulate like a dozen different people. (laughs) And I was just like, I think I just went through and picked a whole bunch of different, different qualities from each one that I really, really liked and just started to stick with it. And I just was, I just decided then it was maybe more of a moment of 
like want really craving consistency by that point because I before that was just trying to master techniques and figure out how to do a composite and figure out you know how to piece things together and then how the colors worked and how to you know be moody how to be light and airy and then I just decided I had to do something I wanted everything to start the, to look the same for my business for my website and so I just started to edit until I felt like I was really happy. And then the next edit, I was like, I'm going to do it to match that one. So maybe there's been a little bit of a change over the last two years, like a little bit of adjustments here and there. And now I feel like it's just turned into this consistent thing. So as far as, you know, my voice was, I think, developing all along. And then the day that I feel like I really had it together wasn't more of a wasn't more of an artistic finding my voice moment more than it was just like a, okay, you need to get married and settle down now. <laughs> it's like, it's time, it's time, time to commit. And you said that your editing is, is fairly consistent across, you know, both outdoor and studio work. I try to, yeah. That's, yeah. that's like a big, big aim for me. Yeah. Because I don't want to all of a sudden post something that just looks completely out of sorts with my style and that goes right down to styling so it's not just editing it's like I'm trying I'm and even my studio work which I would say I prob probably still work on polishing I'm working more on polishing that as I go along because I don't do it as much as I shoot outside but definitely like how I design my set the way I set up my lights I, I try and keep that all consistent because most of my lighting outside from where I live is either backlit or it's uh, very even overcast lighting. So when I shoot in my studio, I try and keep my lighting the same way. So I might position a light in behind people and have it be more of a like a soft light from the front and then a harsher backlight. And then I'll do like a really big, huge softbox and try and just keep my lighting really even and consistent so that the presets that I created work well in my studio as well. How long have you been doing client work? Five years. Awesome. It's been five years. This, this just, I just crossed over five years that I've been consistently doing client work because I started out a long time ago doing boudoir sessions. That was in 2000 and 2009. I was doing boudoir sessions and then I ended up moving and getting pregnant. And so I took a break. Yeah. And then when I started shooting again, I wasn't doing boudoir anymore. And I was shooting um, children and families and maternity and newborns because that's what I was into. And uh, yeah, so then since then, so it was a little break in between and then consistent after that. So I know, Robin, that you've um, had some moves um, from town to town uh, in your past. So as a businesswoman in photography, how do you go about starting your business all over again in different locations? That was a really big challenge for me. And even um, even still today, I could be moving again kind of at any moment. I never know. Uh, so it's definitely always um, on the forefront of my mind to kind of hit the ground running. So luckily with social media, it's been a really big help. Uh, I found that when I, when I moved and I was really kicking off my business, when I moved from place to place. The second I get to wherever I'm going, I try my best to reach out and join like as many groups as I can. And I don't even mean just online, but like, um, for instance, my last move, I joined, um, a mom's hiking group. I joined like a mom and tots group with, um, with the kids outside. I go to yoga classes. I, you know, just try to get out and just meet as many people as possible and start, you know, putting the word out there that I'm a photographer and trying to find ways to be able to, um, advertise my business and, you know, kind of say that I've ended up in town. And I find that there's no better way to build your business as far as, um, photography goes than word of mouth. Cause if someone has beautiful photos 
and they tell their friends that where they got them and that they had a really great experience, you're bound to get more. So it is a little bit more slow, slow going at first. Um, I definitely used Facebook um, paid advertisements when I first landed to advertise my sessions. And even when I do any kind of Mother's Day sessions or Christmas sessions, anytime I'm doing anything that's like I'm trying to fill a couple of weekends or a ton of sessions, I will definitely use Facebook to advertise. But then once people start to book, they'll usually tell somebody else like, oh, I've booked so-and-so. And then it kind of goes from there. So I feel like getting integrated in your community as fast as you can when you make a move is probably the biggest, easiest way to um, get new clientele and build your business back up. That's great. I know because it's so, it's so hard to start a business even with social media, you know, so. I think it's easier. Yeah. But. In person, it's like, it's easier to make a friend in person, right? Like it's, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's yeah. easier to meet, to get a client in person. So if you can get out and make a bunch of friends and be like, and I'm a photographer in here, like look at my work. And then they go, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And you go, Oh yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> then you have friends, you can ask them too. Like, even if they're not booking you necessarily, you can be like, Hey, I've made this ad. Like, do you mind sharing this on your page? And if you've made like a bunch of friends, usually they're willing to, you know, help you out. So, and then once they're sharing it, it just kind of, it's, you, you get actually a lot more engagement out of other people sharing what you're trying to show than if you're just doing it on your own in my. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. So Robin, what, what would you say that you struggle with the most? Oh, I guess the highs and lows <laughs> of being an artist, you know, like everyone goes through where, um, you know, you might create something amazing one day and, you know, have really great um, success with it, maybe, you know, on your Instagram page, or you have like some amazing sessions and you just get great feedback from your clients. And, you know, then you get a bunch of clients and you get, you know, all the good stuff happens. And then there's always the down, like there's never, it's never just consistent highs for anybody. So I feel like that's probably the thing that I struggle with the most is to just um, keep on showing up and keep on trucking, even though, you know, sometimes I might take my kids out and, and I'll be out for an hour and they're just running opposite directions for me and not doing anything cute. And, you know, <laughs> and I what? Can, that never happens that to does, me. It literally never. It does, it does. <laughs> And they and, don't well, listen to And I anything. try not to tell them too much because they're actually really, like, they're funny, engaging. Like, they're they're a little bit crazy, my kids, on their own. So, like, <laughs> usually if I take them out somewhere, then they just go do things, right? But yeah. sometimes they're doing those things and, like, Lila will, or Cade will have their tongue hanging out through the entire time they're doing something. You know, and it's hard to Photoshop that out. You can't. Like, you're, you can't make someone's face change. <laughs> totally. I've tried. So, it doesn't work. Um But yeah, so I mean, when you come back in and maybe you're looking through and you're like, or even for me, like maybe I just didn't shoot the right way. Like every, you know, beautiful shot was like a headshot horizon because I just wasn't focused that day. Some days you just don't have the same focus as others. You know, other things can be going on that are in your mind and, you know, different moods, depending how tired you are, how much stress you're under. You can just like, I've, I've had days where I went out and I'm like, so many beautiful shots I felt were just, you know, kind of, you know, quotes, quote, ruined by me not shooting it right, or it's blurry, or the one shot you love the most is blurry, or, you know, oh, isn't that like, the oh, it's just the worst. It makes me so sad. Although, (laughs) now I've embraced blur in my life and my art, so I can kind of get away with it when I'm not trying to do it, but yeah, like, see, and I don't have, I just, I don't embrace the blur. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, am, I only the embrace blur, the blur Robin. in the background. That's it. <laughs> Boca only. That's it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so those days where it's just like, I just went out and I got nothing. And sometimes those days stretch, stretch, right? Like sometimes it's yeah. a week and you're like, I don't like anything. I just did. I hate it all. And so it's just, it's hard to, um, I try to, I try to keep my focus on just continuing to show up. Like regardless if I Sometimes I'm like, I don't feel like shooting and I don't want to go do this. And I'll just force myself anyways. I'll just be like, I'm just going to get out. And I'm just going to go shoot. Even if, even without the, uh, you know, any inkling of getting anything or having anything fancy that day. And then, you know what? It just, it breaks. That's it. And you get to a day where like, oh, it just, it's over and things are good again. <laughs> <laughs> now I want you guys to really take this in because becoming friends with Robin has been the best thing of my <laughs> life because I constantly, she likes to talk on the phone. And so we'll talk, you know, mm-hmm. during the week and my house is spotless because I'm talking on the phone and she's just like, don't you feel so great? I'm like, yeah, I feel <laughs> wonderful. And so I'd like seriously just, just take in everything she has to say because there's just so much truth to it. And, you know, even if I get, you know, in a rut or, you know, I tend to be a homebody sometimes where I'm just more comfortable just being at home because it takes less work than getting the kids ready and packed up in the car, making sure I have snacks and waters and whatever else I need to go out with two little kids, you know, but I, I hear Robin in my ear, just do yeah. it, Megan, just do it. it. Works. You know, everything will be great and you'll, you'll love it so much. And, and I do, and I feel great about it. So I just really want you guys to really absorb what she's saying just because it, it really is true. I feel like if you just do it, keep doing it, keep showing up eventually something good will come of it. And I feel like if you talk to any um, pro athlete or anyone, they would say the same thing. Like tra- anyone who trains, like I used to be a personal trainer. So, if, you know, you the they would, my trainers would say to me, you know, the days that matter the most are not the days where you have your greatest workouts or your greatest achievements. The days that matter the most is when you don't want to come, you don't want to do anything and you show up anyways. And even if you do a terrible, like nothing works, that those are the days that that matter because that's what makes you consistent. That consistency will always pay off. Absolutely, it's so true. And my junk drawers are looking yeah, amazing. <laughs> so and it's making me feel really good. And I didn't want to clean out those junk drawers. I'm like, Walter, just junk drawers. Let's just throw some more junk in it. I'm all hokey no, with that. You know, amazing. I'm hokey with that. I'm like, don't have like things. If there's things in your hidden. It like clogs up. It's in your mind. It's there. Even if you're not thinking about it, it pops up and you're like, oh, I should do this. And then when you don't do the things you know you should do, then it just brings you down in other areas. So I feel like it really does. That's why I have on my, I had like that list of books and I had that, um, the magic of tidying up that con. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's so true. Like if you, if you keep your stuff tidy, you like leave space to create more because there's more room. So. I think we're going to have to uh, post your list of books, Robin, <laughs> on the blog al- alongside of your feature because I know that you had written to some of us about some books to get. And I actually got some for Christmas and have read, you know, bits and pieces here and there. But they've really they've really helped, you know, um, a lot of them are are about being an artist or struggles about being an artist or just kind of pushing through those days where you have that resistance. And I never like knew what that was. 
but I knew it was there. And it's usually, you know, the hard things that take a lot more effort than the easy things. And but now I tell myself, Megan, that's it just is. resistance. <laughs> you know, push through it, and and everything will be good. But really, I think uh, a lot of our listeners would benefit from you know at least checking out some of those books or putting them on their reading list because they've they've helped me so much. Even reading the snippets that I've read so far, you know, I've been able to recognize my own struggles that I have on a daily basis, not, not just being an artist, but being a mom or being a wife or, you know, kind of trying to, to find who I am in this new space that I have. And so I think it would really benefit uh, anyone, you know, just to kind of read those and see how it benefits I think more aha moments have come for me from reading all these different books and I'll have, I'll have another list next year, but some too. And you're just like, eh, this one didn't do it for me. So I always like really like to push the ones that stood out and then I'll go back and read them again and again. But those, yeah, my aha moments. And like, I think even my finding my voice moments where I've been like, okay, I know like, this is what I need to do to be better have come from reading these books because I know that, um, a lot of, a lot of being excellent at something is just practice and work. And it doesn't sound glamorous and it doesn't sound like that. Like, oh my gosh, overnight, I just turned into this, you know, fabulous. I was amazing. No, it like it's never. <laughs> Definitely doesn't no, happen overnight. I just woke up one morning and it was like, I was Ta-da! like, one day I was terrible. And the next day I bought a 35 millimeter lens and I was amazing. Like, it just <laughs> you know, it's just not as easy as buying a lens or buying a camera or buying the newest, you know, preset or anything like that. Like really, it's just for me anyways, has just been about like, grind the grind and like there's a few days of glory and you're like yes and they carry you through the next like grind right I totally agree a part of hello storyteller is really just digging deep and and finding yourself and finding your voice and your style and you know just just really getting in there and kind of pushing those limits where you know you you answer those hard questions and so what I what I'm asking all of you to do is really just tell your story but I don't want to know you know the little snippets of you know where you're from and when you start photography I want to know why you started photography why you became an artist why photography chose you you know I really want you to dig deep and think really hard about those things because that's why that's why you guys are here you know and that's why you create such amazing images and and people look up to you and I just I just want to show that to the rest of the world Robin, do you have um, like an all-time favorite photography moment or accomplishment? Oh, geez. I don't know. Uh, Well, probably like my first composite that I liked was a big achievement. It was, um, I was in this group and I'm not going to name what it was, but it was full of, uh, I got added by a friend of mine, like kind of out of nowhere. And there was actually some really, really talented artists that were in there. And it was like ruthless critique. Like, mm. like if you no, Ouch. I loved it. It was like the best thing. <laughs> oh, I loved it. So much. I might not like, no, that it's so like, much. it's not, that, it's not for everybody, but it was like, I was doing composites and I feel like I was growing slowly and I got added to this group and I feel like it was fate and um, I, I was started posting and I was like, tear this apart and like, tell me why it doesn't work. Like, how do I make it more believable? And I just had these people who knew what they were talking about, like not sugarcoat a thing. And they weren't mean about it at all. They were very professional, but 
it was like, this doesn't work because your perspective is different here from this. And this doesn't work because your shadow is this and this. And this doesn't work because I can see this tone, this color cast is over here and this color cast is here. And they just started pointing out all this stuff that like once I saw, I could not unsee. And I feel like that is another, like that was probably another big moment for me in photography is when I finally was shown how to look for all these different elements that make it so like the average person might look at a photo and they can't tell you why it doesn't work or they can't tell you what about it is making the photo not, not excellent, you know? But all of a sudden I could see, I could be like, oh, their, you know, their hand color is different than their face color and the perspective from here to here is not good. And all these little things that I used in my composites, but then also translated over into like my overall editing where now I can, you know, go into difficult lighting and then I come back and look at my image and I'm like, okay, I can see I had this weird color over here and this wasn't, you know, working there. And, and then from there, take my image and take out all those things that wouldn't necessarily people wouldn't be able to put their finger on it, but it's distracting. And I feel like once you take those distractions away, then your subject stands out. And then you can really like look at an image and just feel like, Oh, that was, that was like a really perfect moment. Sometimes in my feed though, like the average, the most average photo that you would not think is a composite is a composite. Cause I will take different pose. Like if I shoot my kids in a certain pose and I had shot another thing with a better background or you name it, I might just mesh it all together to create that photo that I really wanted. Now I'm going to look really hard at all of your photos. Well, you can ask me. <laughs> I'm an I'll be like, <laughs> a lady never tells. No. <laughs> but I feel like that's maybe what I'm always after is kind of that image in my head of like, this was like a perfect moment. If it, If I need to clone, if I need to put three images together if I if I one of my kids was doing something great and the other one was doing something great in another photo I'll put the two together it gets kind of I'll do whatever it takes (laughs) (laughs) do you have any goals that you set for yourself this year ah yes um well I have a probably a million goals that I set for myself and probably more every day but um a fo- last year, my last year, my biggest goal was to focus on storytelling in my image, uh, in my images, and really like um, trying to put all the elements together to create a storytelling moment uh, within each photograph. And the rule of thumb that I was trying to use was that I had to be able to title an image before I would think about posting it. Or, or I mean, I keep a million other images because I'm a mom and I like hoard photographs, of course. Yeah. But um, to, for the I know. Who doesn't? But for the, the ones where I'm like, this is so adorable, but it's not, it's not, I can't put it, I'll just like it because my kids in it and they're cute. But um, <laughs> I like to feel like I can title every image. And so this year, um, I'm kind of focusing uh, on, on building on that. So um, maybe even, you know, uh, bringing even more focus into the storytelling, even um, sitting down and, and kind of dreaming up what kind of image I want to produce and then going out and producing that. So not all, not always um, just capturing kind of what happens, which I know a lot of photographers do, and I think it's gorgeous and beautiful. I usually have an intention of a certain image or two that I have in my mind that I want to create. And then from there, whatever happens, happens. And sometimes something amazing happens and I'm like, yay. Um, but more often than not, it's that focus on, on really bringing my, my vision to life kind of the same way you would as a painter, you would have a vision in your mind and a plan. 
and uh, and then bringing that out. That's awesome. I'd love to learn a few more techniques too, but I don't know. We'll have to see how it goes. <laughs> it's fun to learn new techniques, right? Because it keeps things fresh. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, at sometimes I feel like it's still I'm still polishing. I'm still working and polishing what I'm what I'm doing right now. Yeah, it's a constant work in progress. Mm-hmm. Do you have any specific educational goals this year or anything that you want to improve on? More business than photography, I would say. Like, I I mean, I'm constantly watching Photoshop tutorials and trying to learn. Because you know how many tools are in there? Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculous. Like, the amount of things you can do on Photoshop is, like, beyond like the mind. So, uh, I definitely want to keep on, on focusing on learning. Uh, I watch, um, oh darn, I can't remember his name now. I have to look it up, but, uh, I, I watch a, a few different, um, RNs, A-R-U-N-S. He does this RNs create guy. He does, um, YouTube videos and I often watch them. Sometimes I watch them to go to bed. It's almost like meditation. It's like a guided meditation for me. I just watch him edit and all this stuff he's doing. And I'm like, Oh, that was cool. Like that's what he did with that tool. So, so yeah, focusing on that. But then aside from that, really like, you know, SEO stuff, website stuff, figuring out how to do more, um, I don't know, working more with, uh, with like marketing materials and, um, I have just bought a couple of books on, um, uh, like graphic arts kind of thing, like how to, how to create media that's, um, that reads through really well for, um, consumers. So it's kind of like, I don't know, marketing for people who aren't marketers, but yeah, that, that's more, more business kind of stuff right now for me, for this little next little chapter, but oh, and video, geez, I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah. I took that film course. So yeah, focusing on film here and there too, that's probably going to be the next, focus for me in the next year is really developing um, DSLR video. It's such a new, neat and interesting, like, other way to kind of capture, you know, what's happening in front of you. I'm just starting to kind of dabble in it last year. And this year, I'm doing some client videos. Um, and it's, I don't know, like, every time I do one, I'm like, man, I love this. I'm not good at it, but yeah, I really like I it. Feel. I'm like, this is terrible. It was amazing, and I loved it, but this is so bad. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it was not I know, bad. I guess just because of my nature, though, because I just w- love to have things be um, part of my vision and polish. Like, yeah, I like, I feel like I just yeah. I need to learn more so that I can bring the two together because I still would want to have that consistency in my style. Like, yeah. you know, I just, I really love like symmetry and I really love that, like the color stories and I really love all of that. And I find that with video, it's just a little bit harder, right? Because it yeah. can't look, it's not, it's not a storybook and it's not an illustration. It's a whole nother thing. It's living and breathing and walking around in front of you. And there's no, you know, it's not as polished just by nature, but I feel like I still have to find the nuances to kind of translate my style from my photography into that video. I might be giving people scripts. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be, I'll just be making movies. Like it'll be actual movies versus, versus documentary films. I'll be like, forget the documentary. I'm like, I'm going to create, I'm I'm just going to start doing short films. Stand here, stand here, do this, do that. Look here. Yeah. Let's take take two. (laughs) (laughs) I need one of those director clapper thingies. Yeah. A little chair Mm -hmm. with your name on it. See, now we're talking. Yeah. (laughs) You need a little shush sign so no one talks when you're recording. Oh, I would love recording. to have that just for every day. Right? 
Just hold it up. For my children. Oh, that would be so good when I'm on the phone, especially. Oh my, especially when you're on the phone. They're like a magnet. Oh, it's like, they're like oh from, from across the house. I think mom's on the phone. They just know. Yeah, she's on the phone. I'm going to come screaming by. It's their radar. They know. Crying. And they're always crying. I'm like, you don't of ever course. cry. But I, it's like, can you see me on the phone? You're crying. Oh, my kids cry oh, all the time, so I'm always just like, don't don't pay any attention to these children in the background. They're totally <laughs> fine. Don't you worry about it. My ho- <laughs> or when you're super stressed already and you're having people oh, coming yeah, over definitely. to the house, then you need them to just be on their best behavior, and they're both crying, and one's injured. Yeah. And My oh, house my- is like a circle around my staircase. It's kind of in the middle of my house, and so like my dining room, front room, like into my great room, like it goes in a big circle around that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll be on the phone, and I'll just be literally like doing laps around the middle, like with them chasing me, and I'm just like, I'll close the door <laughs> to the dining room behind me, and then they open it, and it's like... I wish that people could see this. They were talking. No, right? Oh my gosh! <laughs> right, that's the kind of video I need. Right there, like that's like oh a comedy right there. So, Robin, what advice would you give new photographers that are just starting their journey? My number one biggest, hugest piece of advice for any new photographers is get confident enough to be able to get really good constructive crit- criticism on your work and be able to take it and run with it. Um, find a mentor or find someone you trust. Like, like I said, this group that I got into, they weren't, um, sugarcoating things to me. They didn't say, this is amazing, but it wasn't a CC sandwich. It wasn't like nice thing meets like the criticism and then more nice at the end. It was just, just the meat and potatoes was like, that was it. And so I feel like my mentoring style and I have had, um, a few photographers now that I've mentored as well is kind of the same. I'm like, look, I'm going to tell you if you want to ask me what I think, I'm going to tell it to you in a, you know, direct, concise way. I'm not going to be mean about it or anything, but, um, and then this way if people can, if you can, as a new artist, if you can actually listen, when you look at someone's work and you think their work is amazing and you think that they're really qualified, I mean, don't just go take CC from anybody, like look at their work and see if you love it. And if you love it and you feel like they're producing really great stuff, if you can find someone who's willing to take the time to, um, see you like recognize your talent and tell you how you can be better. Like, wow, that is worth like all the, all the educational courses that you could buy. Like that is just gold right there. Cause it's one-on-one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think finding a mentor or someone that you trust is, is really big. Bounce. Like you said, that bouncing ideas off of somebody. Um, when you, when you run into a roadblock, like I did at that time where I was like, I just, I know that there's something wrong here, but I just, I can't figure it out. I can't seem to figure out how to make my images better. And when some, when I all of a sudden had these really amazing people like pointing out, go here, this, this, this. And I was like, well, let me go fix it and I'll come back, you know? And then yeah. I would come back with my like upgraded version and they'd be like, yeah, that's all better now. And now, now this, 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 this. And I'd be like, all right, I'm coming back. And at the end I had these like really, really way ahead of what I had been doing. Like these images were just so far ahead in editing, um, whether it was composite or not. It was really, really amazing. Like how quickly I, I grew there. So I think definitely, um, finding a good educational resource and finding good mentors, that's gold right there. You got to be willing to put out a little bit of, um, your ego and, uh, Mm. and go out there and just get that, get some education. For sure. All right. So we have some rapid fire questions okay. for you. Are you ready? Well, let me have a sip of my champagne here. Okay. I'm drinking <laughs> champagne. I'm celebrating. I'm on, Get prepped. I'm on a Get podcast. Prepped. <laughs> yeah. Woo woo. All right. 
we have another after hours uh, after dark after dark yeah after dark session (laughs) some are in the morning and we will not be uh having some fun (laughs) drinks but some are in the evening and they are oh so fun i saved starting to drink till after the podcast started okay perfect (laughs) (laughs) like i don't want to come in there primed i'm going to say too much (laughs) okay canon or nikon i'm canon favorite lens oh geez that's a tough one. Okay. So I'm gonna have to answer this in like three parts for my family (laughs) sessions. I love my 7200 because I like to be a little bit further away. I love the bokeh and uh, I love the zoom because I work with children so I can kind of be in and out fast for myself and my kids. I love my 35 millimeter lens. And that's probably the one that's on most often because I have to stay close to them because they're little dream location to shoot. Um, oh, I'd love to go to the Yukon and, uh, also Bali. Oh, Bali. Wow. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> Lots of yes. colors. Yeah, right? Give me oh all those gosh. colors. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lightroom or Photoshop? Oh, both. I can't with yeah. either. Especially no. with composites, you need the Photoshop. No. Yeah. I would, yeah, just cut my arms off if you take either of those away. <laughs> Are you a full-time <laughs> photographer or hobbyist? I'm a, well, I, it's my only job, so I suppose I'm a full-time photographer. Do you have a favorite preset or action, or do you hand edit? I have a set of custom actions that I've used exclusively for over a year now, and uh, I love them. And then I use those to start, and then I will take my images into Photoshop and hand edit them. And I think you answered this one before, um, that you do both, but are you a plan ahead type of shooter, or just like in the moment? I plan ahead, and then I go and be in the moment. (laughs) Perfect. They go. I'm like, I am ready to be like, I'm ready on task, but then I'm like, I'm going to throw caution to the wind and just go with whatever kind of happens. Cause. Cause when dealing with children, you never know what you're going to get. I try to do the best like Murphy's law planning where it's like, I want to plan to make sure that nothing goes wrong. So like you said, having snacks, having things ready, having extra barrettes, having a spare pair of boots. I'll have towels in the car. I have things because my kids will get wet or messy or other people's kids. So I try to be as prepared as possible for anything to happen. All right. I'm going to throw it over to Meg. All right. All right, Robin. So our final question, why did photography choose you at that moment in your life? Why did it choose you? I, because I had moved and I had no childcare and I had decided with my husband that I wasn't going to work anymore. And after about six months and I had finished decorating my new house and I had bought all the things I could possibly buy and shopped all the things I could possibly shop, I decided I had to work again. And I decided I was going to be a photographer. I don't know why. I don't know how it came about that um, that was the thing for me, but I feel like that was it. It was just, it it just came along and said, you're going to use, I already had a DSLR, but I, uh, I had just been doing photography kind of hobby style and that was it. I, I knew that I wanted to do this for my work and I just dove right into it and I was shooting way more clients than my kids at that point. But I, I just, I found that love. So I feel like I think photography truly found me at a time where I felt like I was going to have nothing in my life and nothing to show for myself. And I was just going to be a mom and not that that's like, you know, that that's great. I, someone wants to be a mom. No, you know, that's not a thing. But for me, I just wanted more to talk about and I wanted more to do. And so one last thing though, um, where can we find you? What are the ways that our listeners can follow you, contact you? 
ask you questions. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Life of Glow, and that's Life underscore of underscore Glow. Um, you can find me on Facebook at Hello Glow Photography or on the World Wide Web at uh, HelloGlow.ca, and uh, on Facebook at Robin Chuby. Well, Robin, thank you so much um, for being on our show today. It was wonderful to talk to you and get a little more information and perspective on how and why you do your work. Um, so thank you so much for joining us in this, well, not, not late so much late for you guys, but on this, on this uh, later evening. Um, and for more information on our podcast artists, please visit our blog on www.hellostoryteller.com to see their incredible work. Bye. Thanks, Thanks for joining bye. us. Thank you.